0: This is, this is, this is this The President's Neck is Missing.
1: Your quasi intellectual guide through today's modern world with host Rurik Yakel and special guest Neo Guevara.
0: Warning language, content, listen at your own risk. Here now is
1: Rurik Yakel. Yes, I am Rurik Yakel, along with me, Neo Guevara, and this is The President's Neck is Missing. We want to thank you all for joining us tonight for our weekly podcast, which you can find on Spotify and SoundCloud. Uh, also, check us out on Instagram and Facebook for our updates on new episodes each week. Okay, first off, Neo, how are you? Doing well. How are you doing? Very good, sir. It's cold here, um, but uh, no, I, I'm surviving in the... which I think is the worst part of the year. February... Uh, February? I uh, don't February... Uh, February See in Canada, it's always just February, right? It's just you you, you breeze through the February, totally. Yeah, February. it's February. Yeah, so um, no, it, it, it's always it's the depressing part, de- depressing part of the year, obviously, um, for us over here, especially with COVID times. Um, I, I imagine everyone's mental health is hitting an all time all time low. So
0: yeah, there's lots of fun with variance and unpredictability of you know mutations. It's, it's great. We're <laughs> We're in, we're, in, we're in what we call fun time.
1: <laughs> um, so tonight, President's uh, neck is missing. He wants to address the story of Morgan Bullock. Uh, not to be confused with Morgan Wallen, who just made the news today. Uh, Morgan Bullock, the African-American teen from an Irish dance academy in Virginia, who last year was exposed to online abuse that she received after posting Irish dance videos to her social media platform. The argument? She's being accused of cultural appropriation. Bullock received a lot of love and support, but also said she was dealing with negative reaction to the video as well. She said people are failing to recognize the difference between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation. And I think that quote is very telling, and the quote that the President's Neck wants to remember tonight is we tackle cultural sensitivity, and who better to navigate this than a white guy on a
0: podcast.
1: In the last few years...
0: (laughs) I I make up the Métis demographic just... For all my bros (laughs) out there. For all my bros out there. Uh,
1: In the last few years, this topic has been highly robust in the news and even more heated across the U.S. and Canada. From the Confederate flag being removed and statues being taken down, which led to white nationalist movements and protests of last year's Charlottesville, which led to violence and in some cases death. The topic began to garner more steam, first as NASCAR bans the Confederate flag for life. And as professional sports teams began to analyze and change their team names that have perhaps become outdated from the Edmonton Eskimos, Washington Redskins, and the Cleveland Indians. Which I'm sure we can all agree that the most disturbing thing about that name is that it requires players to admit that they play in Cleveland. Now, the crux for a lot of people tends to be this.
0: You can't change history. You can't pick and choose what you decide is history.
1: I think I'll just leave them alone and leave
2: them where they are, you know. They're part of history. I just don't think we can erase our history. It may not represent the best idea that anybody ever came up with, but nevertheless, it's part of our history.
1: History. That seems to be the crux of most supporters' arguments, which is ironic, because I doubt any of these people could pass a history test today, let alone when they snored their way through it in grade school. But right, sure it's about history. Nothing beats a bronze statue representing the losing side of a war to really get into the meat of U.S. history. Uh, Neil, why don't you just jump
0: in here? So, um, in response to those who unjustly and ignorantly claim that the removal of statues, which commemorate genocide slavery oppression racism rape and murder is the removal of history i have this to say these statues and monuments were in celebration of particular persons that's what they were created for to celebrate them they are symbols that were erected to honor individuals who committed deplorable atrocities that were more or less accepted back then that we know as utterly despicable today they are a prideful slap in the face to every person who identifies as descendants of those who are directly affected by the horrors and who suffer from the modern systemic versions of the very same treatment today. The removal of statues doesn't eradicate history, doesn't remove the events and their documentation, it doesn't suddenly erase the lessons from our history classes and our schools, and it doesn't prevent or hinder in any way the ability to attain the information and knowledge if one were so inclined. These monuments were erected during periods of stark inequality. They serve as relics from a devolved era in which we've long surpassed. Well, at least the majority of us. (laughs) You don't see statues of Hitler in Germany. and You don't see the image of his face on its Deutschmarks. Instead, you see beautiful works of arts in their parks and in front of their government buildings. Or you see monuments that commemorate those who survived and died during atrocious and oppressive tyranny and murder. Or those who fought and died to liberate those who were oppressed you don't see monuments of the perpetrators of that oppression and those disgusting crimes. These images of monstrous men do not serve as reminders of where not to tread in the future, and white people, if you really need statues of degenerate losers in your town squares, in your parks, and in front of your government buildings to remind you that being a hateful, racist, murdering, and raping sack of shit is wrong, then may all of the 28 million gods have mercy on our souls because i'll tell you who doesn't need reminding of these despicable actions and attitudes minorities they're reminded every day when they go to the store when they apply for a job they're reminded of these apathetic and atrocious actions and attitudes when they're pulled over by the police when they're simply walking down the street or at a restaurant with their children and they see examples of this of these actions and atrocities through the statues that they see on their street corners in their parks in their town squares and in front of their government buildings. The same apathetic atrocities obviously exist today. That's what these statues represent, that's what they show these marginalized people. There's no justification or defense for keeping these ornaments of hate, this decor of degradation. There's no justification to allow it to exist any further in its egotistically constructed and contrived manner of praise. In this day and age, It's frankly quite absurd, which lends to a a larger observation. And if these statues aren't symbols of racism and hate, (laughs) then why are the people protesting against the removal white supremacists, wearing swastikas, holding Confederate flags and giving Nazi salutes, interjecting themselves at protests to bring violence? So the larger question now begs, if our government wasn't so inherently racist, and if systemic racism wasn't a thing like the people who want, the, who want to keep the statues proclaim, then there wouldn't be needs for protest. There wouldn't be needs for pickets and writing letters. There would be no need for any public debate. The government would simply remove them on their own initiative initiative gained through truly understanding the wrongs of a defunct mentality full of barbaric outdated ideologies not just claiming that they do while allowing symbols of approbation to scumbags to bleed into today do, do, do you remember when in the United States they
1: they started saying things like you know uh, you know Trump is the first you know racist president <laughs> like yeah. Like that, that, like that's, that's a pretty preposterous claim. Um, See, <laughs> I mean, to look, me? I, I mean, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think Trump, uh, I think Trump, uh, has uh, strong, uh, uh, racist views, but to proclaim that this is the first time, I think Joe Biden said it, which is ironic as well. You know, this is the first time in which, you know, us has a, a leader and is racist
0: um, well, to me, that just that just echoes the sound of, of people who don't grasp the concept that there has never been a period in time in North American history where anyone who wasn't white did not experience racism. Right. right. Uh, you know, there are. There are uh, yeah. There, I mean, and just to jump on to your uh, what
1: you were saying, you know, there are 1500 Confederate memorials in the US and over 700 are statues and monuments. Um, there are uh, 10 of them are military bases. Many people would be surprised to find out uh, that the Confederate memorials were constructed not after the Civil War, but during the 1960s, um, the height of the Civil Rights Movement. Um, You know, at the last years of Trump's presidency, uh, Trump and his supporters played to their base and condemned the statues and their removal. Let's take a listen to that.
2: Earlier this week, an unapologetic Donald Trump appeared to offer support to racists who attended a weekend rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. Not all of those people were neo-Nazis, believe me. Not all of those people were white supremacists by any stretch. Trump doubled down on Thursday, again showing support for one of the major causes of the white supremacist movement. Sad to see the history and culture of our great country being ripped apart with the removal of our beautiful statues and monuments, Trump tweeted. You can't change history, but you can learn from it. Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, who's next? Washington, Jefferson? So foolish. Also, the beauty that is being taken out of our cities, towns, and parks will be greatly missed and never able to be comparably replaced. Trump's apparently referring to scenes like this, statues being toppled in Durham, North Carolina. In Baltimore, the city taking down similar statues overnight, numerous other cities around the country planning to do the same in what has now become a national debate. Even Lee's great-grandson saying he's fine with the statues coming down. It's up to the people. If they want to take it down, take it down. I have no problem with it. But others say the focus on statues is misplaced.
1: I'm not sure that just removing every historical marker in
2: America, that uh, that that heals. That, That doesn't heal. And I think that's a mistake to focus on those. The debate sparked after weekend violence in Charlottesville, Virginia, when white supremacists held a rally in that city to protest the removal of the Lee statue there. It quickly escalated into the worst racial violence in years. But the fight over the statues now coming closer to the seat of power in america inside the u.s capitol building and on its grounds there are at least three times as many statues of confederate soldiers and politicians than african americans there are 12 statues such as confederate president jefferson davis and general robert e lee in what's called the national statuary hall collection meanwhile there are only four black americans including Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks, represented by bus and statues in the entire Capitol complex. Senator Cory Booker says he'll introduce a bill that would have all of the Confederate statues removed from the U.S. Capitol in apparent defiance of President Trump. Even though this country's civil war ended more than 150 years ago, the battle over its statues continues.
1: Uh, you know, it, 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 Neo, uh, just based on uh, what Trump was basically defending there about the removal of statues and and you eloquently put um, just uh, a moment ago, it's, inter- it's an interesting take for the U.S. government um, for after invading Iraq in 2002, they made national attention uh, when the U.S. troops placed an American, American flag over the statue of Saddam Hussein and they tore the statue down. It, it, I I thought we were supposed to be, you know, when you go in, I thought you were, statues are supposed to be part of history and, you know, it's supposed to be things that, you know, we can't remove those. It's interesting that they tore St- Saddam Hussein statue down.
0: Well, well, yeah, I mean, it's a classic double standard and the, the best part is like, he says, Oh, well, we're removing beauty from these parks that will, is it, it's completely irreplaceable. We'll, we'll never have that beauty back. Um, There's no beauty in like having a piece of shit represented as some sort of thing to praise in the middle of a park. If you want to add some actual improved, uh, you know, you want to make it scenic for all people, then you don't have a constant reminder to marginalized people of the atrocities that their families and ancestors have suffered and that they still suffer the repercussions of through the ideologies. Today, Absol- and, and, and and again, sorry, like like when when he when he talks about that, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's beautiful to take those monuments down and erect ones that actually honor those honor the people who have been marginalized honor the people who fight the good fight not the bad fight and lost not the not the shit piss poor fight we don't need that reminder again these lessons are taught and and again like white people you don't need these as a reminder of where not to tread if you're that fucking moronic like come on man well
1: the the thing is we we definitely don't need them and here's you know ultimately You know, and I don't want to spend too much time on this particular subject because, I mean, it it kind of writes itself for like, I think from the president's neck here, um, removing glorified statues and flags um, from the very institutions, be it municipal, state or federal, um, like government at any level should not be condoning this types of glorification.
0: Simple as that. Well, exactly. Uh, That's why it should be their initiative. And I mean, for anyone to get mad about a Confederate flag. Like you have to understand that that just that doesn't represent anything to any other educated human being than slavery and oppression and racism and all the horrors that spawn from that kind of hatred and inhumane treatment of another person. So that's what you're reminding people of. It's not about where not to go. You're reminding people of the shit that they still have to struggle with on a day to day basis today. Uh, uh, No, (laughs) absolutely. And and I think you said it really
1: uh, eloquently that these these kind of that people need to come to terms with history both personally and as a country with institutions that are in place um and and you kind of you really kind of nailed it here when you're you know talking about you know people are are really just arriving at the symbolic gestures of change um you know where we kind of thirst for uh, i don't know like larger institutional changes from our government and big corporations so like like i i remember You and I talked quite extensively about this topic before, and you know, you you had such a eloquent way of uh, pointing out that it's it's unfortunate that we're at the symbolic stage um, at at removing statues. I I mean, it it does helps move the dial. People do these things because it um, it gestures speed to initiate uh, to create initiatives to to create institutional change, but it's unfortunate that that it it takes the symbolic side of something that we have to do the symbolic side of it first for governments to acknowledge the institutional changes that if you had them in place before, that we wouldn't have to tear these statues down because they wouldn't exist in the
0: first place. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm for having a, a the symbolic gesture so the rest of the society can see what we're no longer willing to tolerate for all those who believe in hate and believe in uh, segregation and and are racist and, and whatever, have that kind of, a uh, you know, a, just a myopic, <laughs> stupid viewpoint and, and a hate-filled viewpoint of other humans they need to see that coming down so that they can be aware that, oh, wow, like people are not putting up with our shit anymore. We're outdated. We're, we're old news. But you're right. That's a surface venture. Um, if the root causes were tackled systemically, if, if, if our governments and our system of governments at the core were dismantled in a, in, 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 in a good way and re- reconstructed in a better way then we wouldn't have to worry about the statues, right? That, that That's the bigger problem. That's where the root of it is. The statues are, yes, it's, it's symbolism and symbolism does have its place, but it's also a clear sign of how far behind the times we are considering we're in 2021. These statues, um, should have been torn down decades ago, if ever even erected when they were. Yeah. And I, it, absolutely.
1: And I think that's also just because we're talking about, you know, those, those corporation changes and the government changes and these, these institutions, um, like, last year, professional sports teams began making strides to reset history and rename teams uh, that had many people thought were controversial, from the Edmonton Eskimos, Washington Redskins, and Cleveland Indians. Uh, this obviously set off diehard sports fans who follow their teams their entire life. Now, I admit I don't have a particular sports team that I follow. I always followed the players more than the team itself. Uh, so while I can appreciate the excitement and devotion that comes with team with like sports in general, I... I've accepted teams leaving cities and emerging in new ones, and you know it never bothered me. I, the countless times that teams went bankrupt and you know moved from one location to another, um, it, you know it happens
0: all the time. And some of these, like go ahead, and and I totally agree. I mean, how many teams change names all the time? It's it's the Brooklyn Dodgers. No, it's the LA Dodgers. I mean, exactly. People move, jerseys change colors. I mean, there's all kinds of different you know, upgrades when it comes to how this is our new emblem now and no one gives a shit about that. But the moment that it's actually like a, 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 a morally ethical, awesome change, now people have a problem. And that's what I mean. If you have pride in something that is... And this is a great... This is where we're talking about what a cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation really means. If you have pride in a symbol that... Um, in a disrespectful and derogatory manner, depicts another culture of people, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> well, it, 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 it absolutely, let me, like, what's, cause what's interesting
1: about how the teams handle it, uh, particularly the Cleveland Indians, who acknowledge that their chief Wahoo had racial undertones, they, they thought they'd give everyone a chance to pick up any last minute Christmas gifts. They, like, allowed people to pick up merch before it was removed forever. So basically, they, 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 Acknowledge the fact that hey, look, our logo is really bad and it has racial undertones. But get yourself some merch for historical reasons before we remove it from our site forever. That's a really weird, really weird approach to take. To it's it's like sit, talk about sitting on the fence. It's almost like we're uh, we're going to be moving from this uh, you know cultural appropriation that we created. Um, it was wrong. We should never really have done it. Um, but in the meantime, we totally. <laughs>
0: And I, I can't remember if it was the Atlanta Braves, which is another you know team amidst yep. that roster. Um, I can't remember which owner was completely defiant. Was like, no, not changing the name, not changing the name. And then finally, it got to a point where he's like. Uh, everyone's calling me a piece of shit okay i'll change the name and it's like but don't you like why does it take that why can't you well, reflectively see and, and do some self-analysis and go man am i really stuck in a place that's completely long <laughs> done and over and gone with? Like,
1: right i like i for one think change is good and healthy and and that there's yeah, a small. If there's a small population out there that feels their voices are being ignored, we need to adapt to that. I don't know if I don't know if Inuits are insulted by the term Eskimo. Eskimo. I've never asked them. But there, if if there's a shift in our culture now, and owners of these teams felt it was time to
0: roll with the tide, like. Well, and, and, but I, I would like to say just for a brief minute about yeah. that. Like, here's, here's an issue that I feel is, is at, at the heart of all of this, is that people are going, well, why are people upset now? It's because the people who are upset now, the marginalized ones, are suddenly now just getting their voice. Back when you guys created these teams, they couldn't speak. They couldn't even vote until 1970-something. So you, you, you're, you're doing these things where they had no... They had no voice. They couldn't tell you no, this is this is brutal to us, this is damaging to us, this makes people downplay us and is disrespectful to us when we get treated subhuman as a result of people thinking we're parodies and cartoons of our actual culture. Um, like Wake the fuck up. Get involved with the now time. Yeah,
1: you know what? given the excessive amount of words available in the English language, it's baffling to how one simply can't get past a derogatory word to represent their team. Like, well I can't use Redskin. I guess you just won't have a team name. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, like dating a yeah, shitty
0: chick or a yeah. shitty guy or just all or nothing crap. But like you don't get to you don't get to get upset that people are now suddenly able to say, Hey, what you're doing is wrong, we don't like it, stop. You don't get to go like, well well, it was fine for all these years. No, it, it actually never was fine. That's what you're missing. That's the point you're missing. And now all of a sudden the people who didn't, the voiceless can speak out against it and you don't like it. And that's why you're clutching on for dear life. Cause you feel it's a personal attack when you've been personally attacking them their whole existence.
1: Right. It, it, and yeah, look, and like, I, I want to clarify, like for myself, I mean, I, again, I don't have a, a particular sports team and at the same time, I, I do understand the importance of of history, and I do understand the importance of you know people want uh, people want um, to hang on to um, I guess relics of the past. I, you know uh, I I do I do understand that. I I guess just it's weird that when it comes down to it, it's like it. Well, oh, man, if I if I just don't have a derogatory term for a minority group to for this team, fuck it.
0: <laughs> <It's horrible. laughs> like, um, i don't want to play anymore right
1: it's, it's like me so baby shit so let's get into a little a little more here um like and i'm not asking you per- personally neo but here's where it gets to the muddy waters and i want to talk about cultural sensitivity to uh, or like appropriation to appreciation is wearing cornrows in your hair cultural appropriation or words slang is Morgan Bullock's love for Irish dancing accepted, and Gal Gadot's acceptance of the role of Cleopatra rejected? Um, it, it's a. I, I don't. I'm not, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have answers. I'm. I'm interested in the dialogue of where we are going as a society. If we start demanding that all the arts only be created by those who have direct lineage to it, we will ironically wake up one day and see that the next time a film like Schindler's List is made, we'll be asking for people with papers to
0: prove it. That's fucked up. That's hugely fucked up.
2: That, that's
1: that's that, that, a that's a very that's a very we we went full circle totally. where where we went you know what you know back in the forties eighty years ago we were like hey papers please I need to see if you're a Jew. And, and liberals went so far around that now we're going, papers, please. I need to see if you're a Jew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. What the,
0: like? Exactly. But that's what I hate I hear, about it. I hear what you're saying because that's this what's actually, happening. Because it further it, pushes the margins because now you're not allowed to learn about my culture. So how are we supposed to be unified if you're not even letting people in? Right. Is, Emin, is, is Eminem, is is he uh, uh, a white rapper? He's a is, culture vulture. Uh, 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 you know, anyone I, I, who appreciates the music is a culture vulture. And right. And I'm not here to
1: talk about whether no. I, I like Eminem or not. But the point is, is our our Western culture, whether you like it or not, the, the we we are we're bound by bringing our cultures together. We take all the great elements of of these things and we personalize them from.
0: Whether it's food, you know, man, look Latin at food. America, exactly. Why can't people look at culture the same way <laughs> they look at food? You appreciate food. You don't order a taco to be like racist with the taco and to the taco. You know what I mean? But if you're using the taco in a skit it's performing in a racist manner then now you've gone to the other side of it you've gone from cultural appreciation of enjoying the food to cultural appropriation by saying this is what all mexicans do and eat there's a difference understand it folks like and 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 and, you know i I remember
1: the story in the states about the uh the the young girl that um wore um a a japanese dress for her graduation And she was lamb blasted because she wasn't of Asian or Japanese descent. And they thought she, and, and she came back again, fighting on social media saying, look, I I chose the dress because it's beautiful. And I wanted to acknowledge the fact that there's a parts of these, this culture that I, I love and devote myself to. And, and and I I guess the question
0: for my, like, should we, we're just not allowed to do that? Should we just like. It doesn't help like like that's it's such a ridiculous stance that people would take on this because to be defensive about that now you're further limiting other people's understanding. So you're taking already ignorant people who might have certain stupid stereotypical views of a person and you're just reinforcing that and you're not allowing to actually learn outside of that because you're not they're not being exposed to the beauty of other cultures and and, and how awesome other cultures are like it like exactly food man. How life would boring be if all you got to eat was North American grub at your dinner table every night. Right. I, and you and know, what is North American grub? It's food from all cultures. It's food from everywhere. It's European, it's Scottish, it's French. It's right. It's, it's indigenous. It's, it's African. It's everything, man. Exactly. And that's the problem with, with this usually
1: driven by the, the left, this, you know, like, you know, the, the, the party and, and the, and the side that used to go, we, we don't see color are now is the party that sees color and races everywhere now everything is 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 they're all woke by like leave it to a bunch of white people at the heart of all this to be the ones that go um when, when something racial happens when something of cultural appropriation happens that the white person goes sit down uh black person i will defend you for this yet yet again why don't you sit down and shut the fuck up and let other people have like, why do you always have to like a bunch of fucking white people always have to rise up and go, Oh, I understand that we've oppressed people. So now when there's oppression, I think I'll stand up and support. I'll make sure everyone knows that I'm on the side of the good side of history. How many, how many points do I get for this?
0: Totally. Totally. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's like when you're videotaping giving a sandwich or money to a homeless person. You're temporarily subduing them out of your pity to achieve gratifications. The, this person doesn't have a Facebook page. They don't get the likes and all the comments and oh, how sweet, how wonderful. That's going directly to you, you selfish prick. So think right. about when you're taking on the burden and the plight of others, but then you're doing it publicly so that you can get a result from an audience. You're not actually about a cause. You're not supporting anything. You're actually further separating Everybody, and, and the fact that you can't see that shows how blind you are to what you're actually doing. Uh, absolutely. Well, it's all about the gram,
1: um, you know,
0: and it taught, you know, virtue
1: signaling, and it just, yeah, it's. I, I, I guess I just don't. I, I, when we start limiting things from music and movies and we start saying, you know what? Yeah. You can't do this because you're not actually like Gal Gadot can't be Cleopatra because she doesn't actually have, you know, um, any Egyptian ancestry
0: inside her. So,
1: you know, I, I I I guess we'll just maybe have to search harder for,
0: no, for sure. We, we should all be punished. Everyone should punish themselves by never being allowed to experience anything that might be exotic or foreign to them because that might be too much sensory overload for you. Like, let's, let's be honest here. Think of how many people love to globetrot and travel, and they love to hop a plane and go to a foreign country just to eat the food, to be a part, immerse themselves dead center into the culture. Think if we didn't allow that because it wasn't authentic to what your culture is. That's ridiculous. I'm not confined to my culture. Nobody should be. That that is inherently problematic for every existing culture outside of that, and, and as well as the one involved. You can't segregate us like that. We're not at that point. Look at where we are in life. We have to accept the fact that we all need to be together, unified. And that means acceptance, cultural acceptance. Now, there's obviously going to be some moral discrepancy with certain cultural aspects of things. But again, we also have to take faith in the fact of where we are and that we can educate those who might not be up to par. We, we, the moment we give up and say, no, people are too far gone, then what's the point of fighting anything anymore? Why stand up for anything?
1: Well, uh, absolutely. and And that's the crux here for me is the appropriation versus appreciation. And I think people are not interested in in those in that muddy water debate because it's easier just to it's binary for everybody nowadays. It's it's just like everything's not just it's not permissible anymore, period. And we don't want to engage um, you know, with uh, you know, having an open dialogue to to move a dial. So
0: w- what a scary thought it would be to start being concerned about what you're gonna dress up for as Halloween. And in fear of getting attacked or lynched or video recorded and then put out as some sort of hate mongering douchebag, could you could you imagine that? I mean, that's the one day I would say that if you were ever going to <laughs> culturally appropriate yourself, that you know that's that's a day for dressing up as anything. I mean, you like the whole world could get offended on Halloween if they wanted to choose so. But then w- what fights are we picking here, folks? And, and, and people do, and I guess
1: I guess if you know two girls decided True. to dress up, and, and and you know if people if you were at a house party and I guess if two girls decide to dress up as a geisha um, and you and and, you know there's always going to be that one person out there that's like hey that's you know completely you know I, I guess we'll just have to apologize to the actual geishas that aren't there like it's it's mind-boggling that y- totally. you're gonna have to. If you I know... dress up as
0: a corpse, now I'm offending all the dead people who have died. <laughs> um... know, if I have meat, you know, fake gore hanging off my face, I, I'm offending the you know someone's aunt who died last week in a car and, and crash.
1: A, and again, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about uh, blackface. I'm not talking about people that made mistakes. But but I do want to touch upon like from blackface, which is interesting because uh, look, I'm not sitting here justifying i've never wore blackface but you know jimmy fallon at one point uh did it in a sketch for snl and he did it in a sketch with chris rock and and you know they're friends now a lot of people are going to take the approach of well automatically that's just you know cancelled context matters context matters here and um i'm not i'm not one to sit there and tell you what it is
0: i am however one that suggests we should talk about it Agreed. Context and criteria um, are are what I call the two C's that will make certain comments, statements, gestures, etc., acceptable or unacceptable. Um, context is a fairly black and white thing. You're either using something in a derogatory manner or you're not. And criteria is the who, how, you know, the who, how, you know, when, what, and where of of, of that context. So those are super important things, and the moment we hear, like people are so easily triggered in this instant gratification nation of this global, um, you know, impatience that we all have, and this this drastic sense of urgency to get whatever we want done faster as you know as fast as possible. People are don't have the time to pay attention to a full story. They don't have time to read a full paragraph. They don't have time to watch a full video. They don't even have time to record a full video. They they're not interested in that. They want the quick clip. They want what gets the rise, what creates the most tumultuous bullshit, what can get the likes, what can get the fandom, what can get all of that diatribe going because there's nothing more entertaining than that.
1: Yeah, I, and I absolutely, and, and thanks, Neo, because that's going to bring me uh, to uh, our last segment here. And I appreciate you for coming, uh, as always, on a gorgeous night like tonight um, to end this podcast. Thank you, Neo. Always thank you for having me, Rick. So I want to end tonight's podcast with a different angle. Uh, The story of Morgan Wallen, the country music singer who was caught late at night on his driveway, drunk with friends, and ended up using a racial slur. I had a segment designed for this particular subject tonight, but my good partner Neo wanted to pull it. Not because he didn't feel that it was a topic worth exploring, but because Neo has a good heart and felt that in order to take on such a controversial segment such as this requires patience and education. And until we at the President's Next get it right, we don't simply want to overspeak that anyone can rush to the press and jump on this subject to get exposed in today's three second attention span. However, I acknowledge Neo and his strong commitment to this podcast and this story that I want to address this on a different angle. Today's climate in debate on subjects that are uncomfortable. There are subjects now that many, many on social media are quick to shut down because no one is interested in actual debate anymore. They're interested in their bias confirmation. That truth takes a backseat to feelings. I'm not here to talk about Morgan Wallen's behavior or his situation. I am here to talk about that in order to move a dial in today's world and come together, we have to start listening to each other. I respect Neo Guevara and his particular stance on the subjects we do. And Neo and I come at this podcast with very different viewpoints at times, but we meet each other with mutual respect and to steal Neo's favorite line. At the end of the day, our intentions are to understand the other person's perspective. However, today, no one wants to accept that life is messy, nuanced, and a walking contradiction. All of us that walk this earth have fractured ideas or beliefs. It's good to admit to your faults and follies. Acting like you don't possess that means you're a virtuous asshole. And this is my problem where we are in today's society. You can't ever come at a problem anymore. Because instead of touching on the topic, you have to circle it. You have to take several approaches like fucking airplanes and die hard to to safely land it. There's a lot of unpleasantries out there and we all come from different backgrounds and biases. We need to allow ourselves the room to create a dialogue and a bridge if we ever hope to move those dials. I'm Eric Ackle, and that's The Ack.
0: This has been The President's Neck Is Missing, your quasi-intellectual guide through today's modern world. Catch these idiots once again in our next episode.